and, and focus on the very, the very practical part of sowing and reaping. Because not only does this have spiritual connotation, but this has natural connotation. And so I want to speak to you about sowing and reaping even from a financial perspective. Do you know that the Bible addresses everything that we, uh, that we deal with on a daily basis? The Bible addresses that. Uh, you, don't, you don't have to do this uh, life by yourself. Uh, you have the word of the Lord to go with you and better yet, go before you. And somebody said one time, they said, parenting does not come with a, an owner's manual. And I have, to, I have to differ with that. You got an owner's manual for everything that you face, everything that you do. I tell you what, you read that book of Proverbs again and, and tell me that you don't have an owner's manual. Hallelujah. You know, in fact, that's something I encourage people to do on a monthly, uh, for a month. Take, uh, take 31 days and read one chapter of the book of Proverbs each day. It will bless your life. You need to do that uh, on, a, on, a, a, on a varying basis of frequency because it will encourage you and let you know. I mean, it deals with everything. And the Word of God deals with every aspect of your life. It talks about the relationship you have with your spouse. It talks about the relationship you have with your children, the relationship you have with your parents, the relationship you have with your brother or your sister or your neighbor or the person in the church that sits down uh, the seat from you. It deals with the way that you, even deals with the way that you eat and the way that you dress. And it deals with the way you handle money. The Word of God truly teaches us about life. And uh, I have found, I, I know some one preacher said, you know, he said, I'm not saying we've got to go back under, under you know, dietary law, he said, but, he said, but I, I have noticed that those who ate the way the Bible told them to eat lived to be 900 years old. I'm, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so so I, it just, it works. It works. You know, I, the, 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 the greatest evidence, the, the greatest evidentiary proof of the scriptures to me is the fact that when I apply what it tells me to do, it works. It just simply works. And I love it when one of the prophecies comes to pass and you're like, yes, I knew it was right. I love that. And I love it when there's a miracle that happens and you're like, yes, God is on the throne. I love all of that. But, but I, I actually, I don't need one more prophecy to come to pass in order for me to know this word of God is true. Hallelujah, because the principles, when applied, they work. And sowing and reaping is one of those principles. And so uh, we're going to talk about the sowing and reaping of, of, of finances. And, of course, we're in the middle of Ready Now campaign. And, folks, Ready Now is just, God is blessing so immensely, uh, uh, remarkably. And we are, I'm telling you, we, we, whenever a mountain rise, rises up, God just makes it plain before us. And it's amazing how that happens. It's almost like the mountains are starting to get scared to get in our path. Hallelujah. It's like, you know, you know, sometimes mountains, mountains just come rolling up into your life and like, I dare you to try to move me. And, and it's like they had done that, but now the mountains are scurrying up, getting close, and then running away. Kind of like, I don't even want to mess with those people because there's something happening at Tree of Life Church. Hallelujah. There's something beautiful. There's something glorious. God 
Oh, I feel his presence. God is in our midst. And, and, and I remember the day that we, that we gave our first fruits offering, May 20th. We gave our first fruits offering. And, and, and if you were there, you remember. I, my dad was here. I was going to have him preach in that service. He didn't even get to preach because when people came forward and gave their first fruits offering, the Spirit of the Lord moved so dramatically and the presence of God became so beautifully manifested before us that, that just as it happened in the scriptures where that the glory cloud filled the temple of the Lord and the priests could not stand to minister, that was the kind of a thing that happened. The glory of God came down and the presence of the Lord filled the room and we couldn't even have the preaching of the word. Now that's, that rarely happens at, at Tree of Life Church. It could happen more. If we put the pedal to the metal, we could, we could really see to it that it happened more. But we cherish the preaching of the word so much and we treasure the teaching of the word. So we make that a priority in our services. But in that service, it was like God said, all right, I'm going to just do what I want to do now and move in your midst. The reason that happened was because there was such a release of your faith that God said, no, I want, I want just me and them today. I want, I want to come down and be in the middle of this service. And, and there is such a, a connection that occurs with God when we give. It is a release of faith like none other. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm not, I don't want you to feel like, I, you know, as we teach the word of the Lord tonight, uh, this isn't going to be some kind of a, a way to get you to feel like you need to, to give. It's, it's simply teaching you the power of the principle of giving. Because it releases a power in your life. I saw a cartoon in the, uh, one, of the religious, uh, one of the religious magazines. And it had two guys walking out of the church. And they had on their t-shirt and their shorts. And they were walking out of the church and said, Man, that was the best message on giving I've ever heard. <laughs> they, were really, they were really moved to give. And, uh, and so, you know, that's, that's certainly not the goal here. It's just simply to open up. The door and the window of understanding for you to realize the power there is in giving. Now, we know what it means to receive a blessing from the Lord. Anybody know what it means to receive a blessing from the Lord? Anybody ever received a blessing from the Lord? The Bible says that he daily loadeth us with benefits. Like, like we just, we just going through our day and, and we're praising God. We're seeking to serve the Lord. Maybe we're praising him through our trials and through our adversity. Praising him through feelings of, 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 of being down. But we praise our way through it. We enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And God just, he just opens up the window of heaven and pours out a blessing upon us. And it comes from the most, uh, sometimes the most uh, unusual of places. And, and it is a wonderful, wonderful thing to experience. But, but let me tell you what Acts 20 and 36 uh, tells us. Acts chapter 20, the word of the Lord gives us a, a, something to understand. Acts, Acts chapter 20, verse 35, the scripture says, It is more blessed to give than to receive. Now again, we know the blessing there is in receiving. If I were to walk up to somebody uh, here tonight and hand you a $100 bill, that's a blessing. 
And, uh, and we know that that's a blessing. Anybody come up, walk up to me and hand me a $100 bill? Thank you, Jesus. And thank you, whoever did that. That's a blessing. And it, so it is a blessing to receive. And yet the person who released the $100 bill into your hands is going to be more blessed than you. I know that does not make sense in our natural mind because we think, okay, how does that work? Because I'm $100 richer, they're $100 poorer because they're the one that gave the $100. But, but the scripture says it is more blessed to give. And that's the way that it works with God. So much of how God works is backward to the carnal mind of man. So for instance, the Bible says that what is wisdom to this world is foolishness to God. And what is, and what is foolish it, to, to uh, the world is actually the wisdom of God. And in fact, I, I, when the apostles were, were doing their ministry and they were, they were making such amazing inroads to their then world and were preaching the gospel and people were being healed and people were being filled with the spirit of the Lord and, 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 and so many lives were being changed and churches were popping up all across Asia Minor and and. and, and the area in those days, somebody said, these are they which turn the world upside down. But I would, I would actually argue with that. That was, that was a heathen's perspective. They weren't turning the world upside down. They were turning the world right side up. They were getting it back on track. See, in our mind, we think that, that last place is the, is the place you don't want to be. But the scripture says the last shall be first. And that the first shall be last. So, so it's all backward when it, in, it, in terms of how the world correlates with God. So it is actually, I know it feels like more of a blessing to receive, but it is actually more of a blessing to give than it is to receive. And here's why. When you receive the $100 bill, the cherished $100 bill, and don't you know that a $100 bill just feels nice? I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I mean, uh, oh, I, I, yeah, let's see. A $100 bill feels nicer than a $500 check. Even though that's obviously not better than a $500 check. But there's just something that feels so settled and nice about a $100 bill. And so when you receive the $100 bill, you're blessed because of the person that gave it to you. You were blessed by their resources. But when they released it in faith, they are blessed by his resources. That's why they're more blessed than the actual recipient of the, of the offering. It is more blessed to give because when you give, you receive in return of the resources of God. Now we could do a whole Bible study on the resources of God. Because the scripture says he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. The scripture says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And all they that dwell therein. The scripture says all the gold is mine and all the silver is mine, saith the Lord. God has resources that you and I can't understand, that Jeff Bezos can't understand, that Bill Gates can't understand. God has resources and it's not just monetary resources, but he has true riches. Oh, hallelujah. And we'll get into that in a moment. But true riches, the riches of God, and he, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost, shall supply all our need according to his riches and glory. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So we become blessed 
by the resources of God. And, and, and so we can know and rest assured that when we release unto the Lord, that we are sending that that we have released into an economy that does not make sense to our mind, and it does not make sense to the carnal mind of the world, but it makes sense in the Holy Ghost. And God returns it unto us, hallelujah, a hundredfold. Oh, bless the name of the Lord. He surely does. He truly does. And we've experienced it. We've, we've seen how that the Lord will work. Uh, there have been time after time where that God would, would move upon somebody to give unto the Lord. And it requires an act of faith. It requires a step of faith. It's not enough just to feel like giving unto the Lord. But it actually is a matter of releasing your faith unto the Lord. Releasing something tangible unto the Lord. When you release something tangible to God, it gives him something to bless. And of course, it's not just, it's not just finance, but it's also energy. It's also uh, physical presence. It's also words of encouragement and words of life. Release those things unto the Lord. Now, having said that, uh, one does not replace the other. See, a spirit of giving needs to come upon us. It's a spirit of giving that gets upon the church and upon the people of God. And when a spirit of giving gets on the church, get ready because you're going to see the miraculous. And you're going to see revival break out. Because God must, by his word, respond to the giving that, that, that takes place in the life of the believer. Now, the book of Leviticus, the 21st chapter, uh, deals with the matter of the high priest in the Old Testament. And the, the scripture teaches us about what the high priest, some of the requirements of the high priest. And, and, and he talks about, in Leviticus chapter 21, the Lord is speaking to Moses. And he's telling Moses... In verse 16, the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron, saying, Whosoever he be of thy seed in their generations that hath any blemish, let him not approach to offer the bread of his God. So nobody of the seed of Aaron who had a blemish in their body was qualified to offer the bread of the Lord, to give bread and offer the bread of God. They were not qualified. He said, let him not approach to offer the bread of his God. For whatsoever man he be that hath a blemish, he shall not approach. A blind man, a lame man, he that hath a flat nose or anything superfluous, or a man that is broken-footed or broken-handed or crook-backed, or dwarf, or hath, that hath a blemish in his eye, or be scurvy or scabbed, or hath his stones broken, no man that hath a blemish. Of the seed of Aaron, the priest shall come nigh to offer the offerings of the Lord made by fire because he has a blemish. Now, folks, that is a very high standard. And we're all disqualified. The reason that the standard was so high was because the, the high priest was a reflection of the Messiah to come. And his physical appearance in the, in the Old Testament was going to be a reflection of the flawlessness of the spirit of Messiah 
and Jesus the Christ who would come later would be perfect so this that was reflecting Christ to come would be without blemish so he said he can't do it because he has a blemish no man that hath a blemish of the seed of Aaron the priest shall come nigh to offer the offerings of the Lord made by fire he hath a blemish he shall not come nigh to offer the bread of his God now listen he shall eat the bread of his God both of the most holy and of the holy only he shall not go in unto the veil nor come nigh unto the altar because he hath the blemish that he profane not my sanctuaries for I the Lord do sanctify them so if you've got a blemish and he goes through this long list that that just starts kicking all of us out of the running you know we're all sitting out in the waiting room waiting our chance to become a high priest that can go in beyond the veil and he's just going down the list knocking us all out of the out of the running and we are sent packing you cannot come in and offer the bread of the Lord but you can eat the bread it's perfectly fine for you regardless of what blemish you have it's perfectly fine for you to eat the bread but you cannot offer the bread what I'm what I'm wanting to convey to us tonight is there is a different dimension of anointing that comes from eating and offering anybody can eat the bread of God but there is a deeper dimension of anointing associated with offering the bread of God and I, I, I not only speak for myself but I'm gonna go ahead and speak for tree of life church I don't want to just be an eater I want to be an eater and a feeder I don't want to just be one that consumes I want to be one that says, God, anoint me from the top of my head to the sole of my feet and let me operate in a dimension of anointing where I'm able to handle the most holy things. Hallelujah. Anoint me to where I'm able to go in beyond the veil. How many tired of being on the outside of the veil? How many are tired on being limited in what you are able to do for God? Step into the most holy places of God. Long as you as long as you contain the things that are most precious to you and say all right I trust me with this more than I trust God with this see something God dealt with me through this ready now campaign that 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 made me begin to realize you know here I'm up here preaching giving 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 and the Lord began to deal with me all right let's see how much you believe what you're preaching and this is what he began to show me. He said, I've seen what you're able to do with what little bit you've got. I've seen, I've seen, oh yeah, you're this, this great strategist. I've seen what you're capable of doing. Why don't you let me show you what I'm capable of doing? He humbled me with that. It, it put me back as I began to consider I really truly believe that that I'm capable of handling the blessing of the Lord in my life when in fact I, I need to release that blessing of the Lord to the Lord and say God anything I can do you can do better you can do anything better than me Amen. and he said yes I can 
Hallelujah. You've got to understand that God is able. He's exceeding and abundantly able. I know we get into the habit of eating, but what if we got into the habit of feeding? What if we got into the habit of, of offering? See, we think offering is that five-minute window in the service where the ushers come down with plates and pass the plates. No, offering is a spirit of giving that gets a hold of us where we offer not only our finance but we offer our mind and our heart and our body and our soul and our spirit and our strength and we say God take me and use me for your glory and one does not one does not replace the other and and, and it doesn't have to do with how much money a person has it has to do with the spirit of giving all of trusting God with everything. I mean between the between the 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 wealthy man and the poor widow in the great account where Jesus was sitting by the treasury. And isn't that interesting that he was sitting by the treasury? All the places in the temple he could be sitting and Jesus is sitting over by the treasury. I'll tell you why because the treasury tells him how much we trust him. Oh, I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord, with most things. Your checkbook tells God how much you trust him. And your calendar tells God how much you trust him. And he's sitting over there by the treasury. And while he's sitting by the treasury, he sees a man walk in who just gives an elaborate offering. And, and, and we probably would applaud the offering that the man gave. But then this widow walks in with two mites, which wasn't much of anything at all. It was, it was, it was nothing. But she, it's all she had, and all she had, she gave to the Lord. And that's what got God's attention. So it's, it's, you, don't, you, don't, you don't have to be wealthy to be a giver unto the things of God. But, but you do have to have a spirit of giving that gets a hold of you. A, a giving spirit that says, Lord, all I am and all I have belong unto you. And I'm going to tell you, if that's your mindset, there is no limit to what God can use you to do in his kingdom and for his glory. You will tread in the most holy places. You will walk in the most holy places when your spirit is, Lord, I belong to you. You know what the apostle Paul said of himself? He said, I, am, I spend and I am spent. He saw himself as currency belonging to the Lord. In the book of Numbers, the Bible describes that the Aaron, the Levites were to take the firstborn and consecrate the firstborn unto the Lord. That firstborn that those priests were to consecrate unto the Lord was, was a first fruits. It was a tithe. It was a tenth. And that's exactly what our life is when we belong to the Lord. We are the firstborn. That's why the Bible calls us the general assembly of the firstborn. We don't belong to ourselves. That's why the Bible says you are not your own. Everything about me belongs to God. Everything about me belongs unto the Lord. Why am I so stingy with my time? When everything about me belongs to God. Why am I so stingy with my finance when everything about me belongs to God? Why am I so stingy with my love when everything about me belongs to God? Why am I so, why am I so stingy with the things of my, of my life that I feel I possess and that I 
have ownership of when in fact we are not our own. We are bought with a price with the precious blood of the Lamb of God. Give, 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 give. Just give it. Just give it to God. Give it to God. Give your heart to Him. Give your life to Him. Give your mind to Him. Give your body to Him. Give your soul to Him. Give, give your finance to Him. Give unto the Lord. And notice what the Bible says. And it shall be given unto you. And I love this. Good measure. Now he could have stopped right there and that would have been awesome. It shall be given unto you good measure. Woo, I'll shout about that. I will. I'll shout about that right now. I will. I will. I'll talk in tongues over good measure. But he didn't stop with good measure. Because God knows how to give you a blessing. Oh, hallelujah. I said, God knows how to bless his people. He said, it's good measure and it's pressed down. Have you ever bagged a bag of leaves in the fall? If not, you better get ready because in a couple weeks you're going to have to do it. And you don't just throw a bunch of leaves in a bag and then tie the bag up. You press those leaves down. And you go gather a bunch of other leaves and throw those in the bag. And you still don't tie it up. You press those leaves down. See, I'm a Hoosier. I know how to bag up some leaves. You just keep, that's what God's doing with your blessing. He's filled up your bag and you're like, oh, thank you, Jesus. He said, no, I'm not done. Press it down. And he's going up gathering a bunch of other blessings falling off of other people's trees. You know, there's some leaves that'll fall off your neighbor's tree and land in your yard. God will go get that blessing and put it in your back. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. He'll go there. Listen, God will make a blessing float from down the street into your yard. God will make a blessing float out of, out of somebody else's yard and it'll float. You don't even know how it got there. And, and God is gathering up blessings from every which direction, putting them in your bag and pressing them together. And then glory to God, when he opens up that bag in your life, they run over. It's shaken together and it's running over. And then he says this, shall men give into your bosom God will move upon the heart of people to give unto you they won't know why but they'll walk up to you and say I don't know why I'm doing this but the Lord something somehow some way something's moving me I tell you people that don't know anything about God God will move on their heart and they'll, they'll feel led to give. You say, well, I've never experienced that. There might be a reason. It happens when we give passionately. And, 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 and I even say recklessly giving unto the Lord. Where we are trusting him completely. He opens. Listen, he doesn't just open doors for you to walk through. He opens the windows of heaven. He said, I'm going to read it to you so you can understand. This is not me talking. This is the Lord talking. Listen to what he said. He said, bring ye all the tithes. And that tithe, that's that 
Okay, that's that first fruit. That's that first fruit of the harvest. And you bring it to God and say, this, Lord, I consecrate unto you. That's why we give 10% of our income unto the Lord. It is our tithe. And we consecrate that first fruit unto the Lord. And it redeems all the finances that we have. And, and we say, Lord, I'm bringing this tithe unto you, this 10%. I'm bringing it unto you. And, and, and folks, when you start seeing the blessing of the Lord in your life, there's going to be a spirit of giving on you that, that you're just going to give and give unto the Lord. Listen to what the Bible says. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith. I love it when God says, I dare you to do it. I love it when God says, I dare dare you to do it prove me now herewith saith the Lord of hosts if I will not open you listen the windows of heaven see you're looking around at the world as you know it trying to figure out where this blessing's going to come from because because I know it's not going to come from uncle so-and-so because he's stingier than I am and I know it's not going to come from my boss. I'm he probably going to fire me. And, and I know it's not going to come. And you start looking around. It's not coming from anywhere around this place. It's going to be from heaven. He's going to open the windows of heaven. And if he moves on somebody's heart, it may not make any sense to you how God does it. But it doesn't have to make sense to you. You just know God's got this. And I don't know if he's going to part the waters of the Red Sea or if he's going to send a carnival cruise boat just in the nick of time. Or if he's going to translate us and we're going to pop up on the other side. Or if there's going to be a door under us open and we're going to go through under that, under the Red Sea. I don't know how. All I know is God is able. He's going to do it. We're going to be all right. He will provide. He said, prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough, oh, hallelujah, to receive it. Hi, Lord, have mercy. Lord, I love you so much. I praise you, God, for you are good. Hallelujah. You are good. You are good. You are good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He said, I will do it. I will open the windows of heaven. You know what? Another time God opened the windows of heaven was when he flooded the whole earth. I, don't, I honestly don't even know where that water came from. I don't believe it's rain as we know it. I don't believe it's rain as we know it. The Bible says that a, a, a vapor went up from the earth and watered the face of the ground. That's how, rain, that's how they received their water. That's what happens now. A vapor goes up and it comes back down as, as water. That's how we receive our water now. But, but, but the rain of the flood... It didn't say anything about a vapor. It said he opened the windows of heaven. And the fountains of the deep, hallelujah, were broken up. See, here's what God's trying to tell you. He's trying to tell you, I've got 
resources you don't know anything about. He's trying to tell you, I've got blessings you know nothing about. And you're over here, you're over here trying to protect the, the, the stuff that you have accumulated and developed. And you absolutely should be a good steward. No question. But you got to understand, when you trust God with what you're stewarding, you're trusting the right one. God is not your used car salesman. God is, not, God is not the snake oil salesman. And no offense to used car salesman. Dear Lord, God help us all. I apologize. <laughs> Understand what I mean. Let me back up. Rewind, rewind. Lord have mercy. <laughs> he's not a snake oil salesman. He's not, trying to, he's not trying to make money off of you. He's trying to pull you into a place where he can bless you. And he can open up windows of heaven, hallelujah, and pour you out blessings that you don't have room enough to receive. Oh, bless the holy name of God. God wants to bless you. He desires to bless you. He desires to pour you out a blessing. Now, here's the thing. We do not give unto the Lord so we can find this great way to advance ourselves materialistically. Now God will give you material blessings. But when a spirit of giving gets a hold of you, there's something that changes in you. Something changes in you. You, 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 start, thinking, you start thinking about other people. You start thinking about God, what, what more can I do? To bless somebody else. <laughs> I, I love Hannah's prayer. God, if you'll give me the baby, I'll give the baby to you. Hallelujah. See, when God can trust you with his blessing, he'll give you the blessing. He walked up to Mary and said, Mary, you are blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Which means I can trust you with the most beautiful blessing the world has ever known. And I wonder if God can bless you and trust you with the blessing he wants to bring into your life. Will you, will you hoard it all for yourself? Or will you open up your heart similarly to the way the Lord opened the windows of heaven? So God trusts us with his blessings and it's a beautiful thing when he does Samson meets a lion and and after he had this encounter with the lion he's just walking down the road trying to go visit his his girlfriend and a lion jumps out and attacks him and thankfully Samson was anointed and he had power over the lion I remember when I thought I was going to run into a bear and the Gatlinburg Mountains, I really did. I was walking down, down the mountain about 6 in the morning. It was beautiful, snow, and, and there's about a mile uh, down the mountain and a mile back, and it was the most beautiful, crisp, clear air. And as I'm walking, I see a little set of footprints ahead of me that kind of wandered out of the woods, and I look down, and those were bear prints. <laughs> and they were fresh. And I'm already half a mile down the mountain, and I thought, Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, I don't, Lord, I don't know what I'll do. And all of a sudden, I heard, I heard galloping feet behind me. And I realized, it's about to go down. 
right here, right now. And I thought, Lord, you did it for David. You're going to have to do it for me. And I got nothing. I'm in a, like a ski suit and boots and stocking cap. I've got a water bottle, and I'm going to have to beat this thing up with a water bottle. And I thought, if Samson used the jawbone of a donkey, the Lord knows, who knows what this thing will turn into. It's kind of lightsaber or something. And I, and I turned around, and it was, it was two stray dogs. Man, I grabbed those things and hugged them and thanked God for them. Man's best friend. And do you know, do you know they walked down that mountain with me? Because I'm looking at, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm following bear prints down the mountain. And, and I called them goodness and mercy because they followed me all the way down the mountain. And they would run ahead of me. And, 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 and go about 30 feet in front of me and stop and stand shoulder to shoulder and scan the mountains until I caught up to them. And then they would run another 30 feet, stand shoulder to shoulder. They did that all the way down. They did that all the way back up. And we fed goodness and mercy when we got back up to the mountain. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Samson runs into this lion and he's got the anointing of the Lord on him and he fights this lion and he, he slays the lion, lays this lion down in the middle of the road. The, uh, the lion was an eater. That's what the lion came to do. He came to eat Samson. Not today, Satan. He lays that lion down on the side of the road, goes on and, and, and takes care of his business and as he's going back home, he sees this, he sees this lion... Still on the side of the road, now it's a carcass. See, when he, when he comes back across this lion, something's changed. There is actually a honeycomb inside the carcass of the lion. And he dips his hand in the honeycomb that was inside the lion. And he eats the honey from the honeycomb that was in the carcass of the thing that was trying to kill him. Now, there's so much you can talk about there. You could talk about the fact that the thing that tried to destroy you is going to feed you in the future. I wish I could just preach on that for a little while. Hallelujah. Don't, be, don't resent the battle that you're in right now. You go ahead and lay that thing by the side of the road, and there's going to come another day some way down the road. Hallelujah. Where the very thing you thought was going to be your demise is going to feed you and give you strength for the journey ahead. Oh, glory to God. But, but he came back with a riddle, and he said, Out of the eater came forth meat, and out of the strong came forth sweetness. And this is true of, of, of what happens when we encounter the anointing of God the way that lion encountered the anointing of God in Samson. When that lion had an encounter with the anointing of God, it laid him down, it crucified his flesh, and the eater became a feeder. And that's what happens with us when we encounter God. He transforms us from an eater. Oh, we can eat all day long, but he'll change us from merely an eater. To a feeder where when people pass by us I'm gonna feed you oh hallelujah I'm not just I don't just consume things based on the lusts of my appetite God changed me I had a battle oh hallelujah I had a struggle with the anointing of the Lord that that crucified my flesh and that changed me from an eater to a feeder glory to God God can do that for you he can change you from being merely someone who eats 
to somebody who is giving sustenance, who is feeding, who is, here it is, offering. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, it'll come back to you. It's sowing a seed and you're reaping the harvest. And I want to say, I want to go back into something that I mentioned last week. It is easy sometimes to get discouraged in the season of sowing. Now, I want you to know in ready now, in ready now, we are even yet in the season of sowing. And we're already seeing miracles. Already we're seeing miracles, but you haven't seen anything yet. Because we are still in the season of sowing. Continue to sow. Hallelujah. Sow that seed. Hallelujah. Sow that seed. The scripture said, he that goeth forth bearing precious seed with tears shall doubtless come again rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Sow thy seed. In the morning, sow thy seed. Put it in the ground. Don't even worry about it. Just say, here it is, God. And then go about your business. Here it is, God. Then go about your business. Here it is, God. Then go about your business. Here it is, God. Then go about your business. And I'm going to tell you something, that God will open up the windows of heaven in your life. He will open up the windows of heaven, not just on your pocketbook. On your pocketbook, yes, but not just on your pocketbook. He's going to bless you spiritually. He's going to bless you physically. He's going to bless you emotionally, mentally, financially. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He'll fight your battles. I said he will fight your battles. He'll show up in the workplace and take care of those uncomfortable situations that you don't know what to do about. He will fight your battles. Sow the seed. He said those who sow sparingly shall reap sparingly and those who sow bountifully shall reap bountifully hallelujah how many want a bountiful harvest how many want a bountiful harvest glory to God Lord I want a harvest so big I want it to get on my kids and my grandkids I want it to get on this congregation hallelujah I want it to get on Montgomery and Blue Ash I want it to get all over Cincinnati Ohio and all over this nation Lord I'm going to sow bountifully I'm going to sow bountifully thank you Jesus hallelujah I was with a pastor one time and we were walking out of the congregation and, and and out of the service and as we we're walking out of the service there was a sweet little lady standing outside very humble and meek and she he greeted her and she responded to him and we walked by he looked back at me he said you see that little precious lady I said yes sir he said my dad pastored here of course before he did and he said this little woman was a widow in her 30s her husband died tragically leaving her with six children and no way to provide for her family his dad who was the pastor paid her mortgage for the rest of the years that she was raising those children she could give nothing in return there was nothing she could do to, to, to repay him but all six of those children are serving the Lord. Amen. 
And this, and, this isn't, and this isn't why the pastor did it, but this is just how the Lord works. All six of them are serving the Lord in that congregation, have good education and strong jobs, and are paying tithe into that congregation. That's not why he did it, but that's what the Lord will do. The Lord will, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. See, you know where we got the word creative? You know where we got the word creative? From the creator. There's nobody more creative than God. He is creative in the way he will bless you. He is creative in the way he'll bless your family. In the way, oh, hallelujah. He's creative. He's got all these ideas. He's got all of these innovative thoughts. Oh, glory to God. Let me tell you what God said about his thoughts. He said, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And my ways are higher than your ways. I know the thoughts I have for you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. My God, can I just go on this for just a moment? Let me tell you something. This is why you need to keep praying and keep reading your Bible. Because every once in a while in prayer, you bump up against one of the thoughts that God has for you when you least expect it you just thumbing through the Psalms and then all of a sudden you come up against one of the thoughts that God has for you and you're like whoa it's an invisible thing you don't even you don't even you don't even know how to even conceive of things like that but God has all these thoughts for you And he's just waiting for you to enact certain spiritual principles that release him to be the God he desires to be. God cannot bless doubt. God cannot bless greed. God must resist pride. But if you will lay those things down... And trust him and be humble before him. Hallelujah. Then he can bless you like you can imagine. Oh, glory to God. He can bless you in ways you never knew he could bless you. Glory to his holy name. I remember, I remember, I remember praying to the Lord. We were in a tough time. We were trying to sell our home in Indiana. It was in the middle of the recession. And we, we just, it wasn't going to sell. The devil was, I think the devil was trying to, of course, throw us off track. And we had purchased a home in Ohio. We were just getting out of a, we had rented an apartment for about 12 months and then it looked like the house was going to sell and we ended up purchasing our home. And make a long story short, there were three months where we had a mortgage here, a mortgage there, and two months of rent left on that. And I said, Lord, just take me now. Just take me now. Here I am. Send down one of them whirlwinds you got up there. Carry me away. That's really a hard, it was a hard place to be. And we were, I was 26 years old. And, and uh, so anyway, 
I remember I was, I was coming to the church, and I, um, and I prayed a prayer. I said, Lord, I need, I had calculated what I needed to get through that month. I said, Lord, I need $770. That's what I need. I need $770. Because I do believe in praying specific prayers. You don't need to limit God. I probably should have said $7,770. Yeah, 70 times $770. But I was very specific. I said, God, this is what I need, and, and I don't know. I don't know. I just know you know, and, and I want you to hear it. You have not because you ask not. Folks, I want you to know that afternoon I came back to my office and there was an envelope on the door handle that said to Pastor Joel Urshan. It was anonymous. I still have no clue where it came from. And inside that envelope was $770. I still don't know who did it. But I know my God heard my prayer. And he either moved upon somebody's heart and gave them a figure. Or he just sent an angel of the Lord down to do it. That's all. All I know is he's real. And this stuff works. Hallelujah. I said it works. You can trust him. His word will not fail. And his word will not return void. He will accomplish that where to it is sent. Come on, somebody stand with me right now and clap your hands unto the Lord in this house. Oh, hallelujah. Bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on. I want you to sow some praise right now. Sow some worship right now in the name of Jesus. I feel like some people have been fighting doubt. And I've come to wage war against that doubt that the devil's been sowing into your mind and into your spirit. He's making you afraid of things that had not happened yet. He's making you worry about things that could happen. I rebuke that worry in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I rebuke that doubt, that fear in Jesus' name. It's time to trust God again. It's time to stand upon the promise of his holy word. Come on, somebody, reach out in faith, believing, and say, Lord, I trust. I trust. I trust. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The scripture says that hope maketh not ashamed. This hope that I'm telling you about will not make you ashamed. You will not be ashamed that you trusted in the Lord. I have never met a person who came to me and said, I trusted the Lord. I was obedient to his word. I placed my hope in him. And it was the worst thing I ever did. Never met anybody like that. I can tell you a lot of people who said, I did not trust the Lord. I was not obedient to his word. And I held back the hope he was asking for and there's the biggest mistake I ever made 
but, but, but I've never met somebody. See, here's the thing. I know it's a scary thing to trust him. I know. I, I know I get that. It's scary to walk out on that water like Peter did. Because everything about this says you're going to sink. But, but something miraculous happens. You get out on, this, on these waves where you know all natural logic tells you you're going to go beneath them. And then you don't. There's still waves. You've still got your same natural, rational way of thinking. But you're walking on top of waves and water. And, 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 and God has this way of coming up beside you and say, keep going. Keep going. It's all right. You're almost there. Don't stop now. Just keep trusting. Just keep believing. <laughs> ah, I feel you, Jesus. I feel you, Jesus. I feel you, Jesus. Ooh, hallelujah. I'm glad you're here tonight because the word of the Lord is ministering to somebody in this house. Hallelujah. Don't, don't, don't give up now. Don't quit now. Don't turn around now. Come on, keep on walking. Keep on walking. Keep on walking. Keep on walking. Glory to the name of God. I want somebody right now to reach out your hands unto the Lord and let the Spirit of the Lord minister to you all across this house in Jesus' name. He's going to impart unto you a spirit of giving like you've never had. Thank you, Jesus. He's going to take fear from you. I want you to ask God to take the fear away. You've been coping with the fear. You've been wrestling with the fear. You've been trying to live with the fear. But I want you, to, I want you now to understand God can take the fear away. And I want you to pray that specific prayer. God, I need you to take this fear from me in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, in the name of Jesus Christ. I want you to just go ahead and say it to him. God, I need you to take this fear from me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You know what fear I'm talking about. Jesus is doing something in this house. You know what fear I'm talking about. You've been worrying about it, dealing with it, living with it. It's time to let God take it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. As we sing unto the Lord, I want each and every person in this house to just reach unto God right now. Reach unto God right now in the name of Jesus. <laughs> glory, glory, glory. Everything I give to you. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. I surrender all to, to you. Everything I give to you. Withholding nothing. Hallelujah. Come on, these altars are open if you want to come. The Spirit of the Lord is in this place. The Spirit of the Lord is in this place. Withholding nothing. I surrender all to you and everything I give to you withholding nothing withholding nothing withholding nothing hallelujah withholding 